0: said, Tom Herman denies, you know, blah, 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 both times, because they came like an hour apart, I thought it said, Tom Herman dies, and I about <laughs> crapped myself, I was like, what, are you kidding me, and then I read I was like, oh, okay,
1: breaking news, oh, we got it, here we go, wow, LeBron, to the Lakers, is that official, official from Woj, wow, four years, 154 million, wow, wow, Man. hate to see it, You hate to see it. I kind of, I mean, those are how the tea leaves. Darn it.
0: Come on.
1: Tie should feel like a win. No, it does not feel like a win. Oh, man. I'll say that.
0: I'll say that. They say say a tie is like kissing your sister, but for the Browns, it's like kissing your hot stepsister. (laughs) Now, here are your hosts of The Shore Thing, Warren Shore and Ryan Silva.
1: I think Browns fans are hoping to kiss the hot stuff sister again right now. That's best case scenario. That is the best case scenario right here. All right, Mort Shore and Ryan Silva here with you on another edition of The Shore Thing. I have been put through the meat grinder for the last, what, four hours now? It's been a grind. Ryan has been out long on the ride with the electric factory. That is the uh, North Texas Browns backer. What a place. What a place as we went to watch the Browns game. Had to scurry over here as it's in overtime, but we have a good show uh, planned for you today. We're going to start off with the Ryder Cup here in a couple minutes. Uh, Just briefly on that, we don't need to get too much into the U.S. getting destroyed. Then we're going to talk about Major League Baseball. We have two tiebreaker games tomorrow. We've kind of uh, given baseball the cold shoulder the last month or so. And I would say, I'm not saying rightfully so, But. but the AL has been locked up for, seems like, two months. The Rangers have been out of it forever. And, uh, it's only been the last couple of weeks that it's come down to the the NL. We don't, we're not going to waste time on talking about the NL. So we'll talk about that little dive into college football yesterday as there were some good, good games, especially the Ohio state Penn state game. And then we'll talk about the Cowboys victorious on a last second field goal by Brett Maher, 26 to 24. They go to 500 on the season. Then we uh, might touch a little bit of around the NFL. I am. I have a feeling before. The show starts I want to make put it on the record. I'm probably going to be having a lot of voice cracks. The the voice is hoarse if you can if you can tell. Ask Ryan, I've been sucking down waters since the start of the fourth quarter. I've been just pump I'm, high, I'm pounding them. fully hydrated. I mean there is no doubt that I am fully hydrated right now, but I've just been pounding waters. I'd like Sam pretty hydrated as well. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. So the voice is hoarse. If there is a voice crack, look, I'm just calling it ahead of time. There's no need to make fun of it the third one the first one maybe we could do that but other than that i'm just giving a fair warning ahead uh all right dive right into the show uh here as the Ryder cup was this weekend as i said i thought the u.s was going to win Boy, was I wrong about that? I said it was going to be close. you everyone, I think, was underestimating how good the European team was. European team was as they, they steamrolled them. 17 and a half to ten and a half. There was about a stretch of an hour where you thought there might have been a little hope as like three of the first four guys won their match or they got points from those. But other than that, really no life. Big disappointments were Tiger. Dustin Johnson, to me, is the guy who's going to get off of this. And ugh, that's a loss. Hate to see it. I hate to see it. All right. Well. That is a referee aided win for the Oakland Raiders, and we will talk about that the last couple minutes of the show, because this is a total rob job by the the referees. So congrats to the Raiders. Can't win
0: and win at 16 against eleven.
1: No. Let
0: me tell you what.
1: The black and what they're black and silver, the rest are black and white. I mean, just color scheme, just helping them out. All right. So Tiger went 0-4. Phil went 0-2. He was terrible. He's been playing terrible golf. Um, the entire leading up to the Ryder Cup. But the big thing they talk about was course setup. They set up the rough really thick because the U.S. team average driving accuracy was like 110 on the uh, on the PGA Tour this year. And Europe's guys hit it straight, and they were going to take out the drivers to be a bomber's course. Um, and they did that, and guess what? The Europeans hit a bunch of fairways, and they stuck a bunch of iron shots, and they made a bunch of putts. And the U.S. was barely in the fairway, Hacking out of the rough, didn't make any putts, didn't give them any chance, any pretty chances themselves, and they got steamrolled, and they deserved to get steamrolled. They played terrible. The, the captain's picks went 2-10 for the U.S. 2-10. Yeah. And there is no – I'm pretty sure all the captain's picks would be picked again. Maybe Phil wouldn't be. But Finau, hottest player. He won two matches. Tiger – and Bryson Bryson won two FedEx Cup events. you're not keeping him off the team and Tiger just coming off a hot win. a hot win and he looked exhausted. Um, he looked so tired, but credit to the Europeans, Justin Thomas was great. I was telling my t- the US just didn't look like they had any fire. like they would make something. there was no emotion, and you know how the euros get they're always hyped, all this emotion. Just seemed like the U.S. other than JT was lacking some emotion. And Dustin Johnson, you're the number one player in the world. You went one and four. That's terrible.
0: I mean, awful. That can't happen if you're going to win a Ryder Cup. No, agreed. And like you said, uh, we were talking earlier. Jordan Spieth goes uh, winless yet again in the Ryder Cup. Winless in the Ryder Cup. Well, in the, in
1: winless the... in singles. In singles, he went three yeah, and yeah. two. He had a good Ryder winless Cup.
0: Winless in singles in the Ryder Cup and the Presidents' Cup. Oh, and six. Um, like I said, Fatrick, your boy, he finally pulled out. He pulled out of a single win today. Going into Thursday afternoon, I mean, U.S. looked they great. Were 3-1? 3-1. It, we were both watching it here at work. They looked great. Uh, thought maybe, you know, at least if they split the afternoon holes, they'd still be sitting 5-3, but they got swept in the afternoon on Thursday. Uh, I think did they, they got swept again Friday, didn't no. they? No. That what happened is they had lost seven straight matches yeah, in that's a row, what, yeah. And they had won the
1: last match of the morning session, so they were up three-one, and it was eight to three. Yeah,
0: I mean that is I, I of. I mean I, you might agree here or not, but yeah, you definitely had to see it. But Friday, I felt like it was over.
1: Uh, no, I wasn't. When it was five-three going into Saturday, I I wasn't over. You're like, okay. You, no way you're playing as bad as you did in foursomes. Four ball, they had just won three points in that format before, and I feel like the U.S. plays better as a four ball, everybody playing toge- playing their own ball. Yeah. I didn't think it was over, but after the morning when they got 3 one again, I was like, it's going to take something special in the afternoon, and they split. They needed to make it 9-7 to for me to have any chance, and today... Like I said, there was 20, there was an hour where there was like okay, things are starting to turn. We're actually playing well. So DJ to me is the big miss. And Furyk, look, if you want to take his pairings? Fine. Oh, who I need to give credit to is Webb Simpson. I've been dogging him with my golf buddies of saying how was this guy in the Ryder Cup? He was the second best player on the team this year. He was great. Bubba awful, but Webb Simpson. Shout out to him. He definitely changed a lot of um, a lot of U.S. minds. But now the U.S. They have lost nine of the last twelve Ryder Cups. They have won the Ryder Cups in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand and eight, and two thousand and sixteen. Europe has won uh O two, oh four, oh six, ten, twelve, and fourteen. Yikes. That is and you could even go to ninety seven and ninety five, because that's only uh nine I
0: awful. Right. I mean, this is terrible. That's wild. And for guys like Tiger and he's, Phil, he
1: he's won one Ryder Cup, nineteen ninety nine. Because 08 he wasn't on the team, and in sixteen, he was an assistant captain. One Ryder Cup, Tiger's won. And sorry, one
0: more stat: he has lost seven straight Ryder Cup team matches. That's that's crazy. That's especially I mean, obviously the best golfer probably we've ever seen in our generation. Oh, no for doubt. Sure. To for that to be even a stat, that'd be like. Uh, I don't know, LeBron not ever winning a gold medal with the U.S. And I don't even know if that, that – you can't even compare that because that's once every four years or something. You know what I mean? So it, it, that's just wild. But you got to think that, like you said, Phil probably won't, won't be on the team next Ryder Cup. Tiger, it's probably going to be close to see if he's on the team next Ryder he's Cup. He's
1: 42. I think he'll
0: – he should be on it. You think? I think so. Um, but you know, like I, I think it might be a little close to see oh, if he a to or not. I agree. It's going to be. I agree. So for them to go out like this uh, just getting shellacked, whacked up and down the course, uh, you know, that's a that's a tough tough end to to their Ryder Cup careers. If it is, like I said, Phil probably is going to be uh, it for him, but. Silver lining, I think going forward, U.S. has got a ton of good young talent. So hopefully they can find something to turn it around and uh, uh, get at least a next year, you know, or a couple here in a row, break off a few. Because I don't know about you, but I don't like you losing anything as the U.S. I don't
1: either. And the Euros guys are old. Sergio, 40s, right? Exactly. Poulter, 40s. Like those guys in the 40s. And Phil, before we go to a break, because we got a long break coming up where there's a lot of breaks uh, coming in again. his last shot in the Ryder Cup potentially is a water <laughs> ball on 16 concession to give the Europeans. Their, I mean, the Europeans had already locked up the Ryder Cup because three. it was 13-and-a-half and they had three points of half matches if the U.S. won all the holes out. So his last shot right. was a rinsed tee ball on 16 concession to win, to lose to Francesco Molinari He went 5-and-0. Oh. I mean, unreal stuff from Phil. I feel bad for the guys, but look. You could tell after that it looked like they were defeated after Saturday morning, but all right, you move on. We'll dominate the Presidents Cup. That's not as fun. But I was hoping for. A, I guess I'm more disappointed in that they got shellacked. Right. And it wasn't even
0: close. It Wasn't close. There was no drama.
1: No drama. All right. When we come back here, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball. We have two tiebreaker games tomorrow night here on the Short Thing on Talk Radio 1190. <laughs>
0: Sorry if it's hard to catch my fire mm-hmm. I need a lover to trust. Tell me you're on my side. Are you?
1: Oh, I forgot to put my mic on. Whoopsie daisies. Uh, uh, Warren and Ryan back here on the short thing. Talk Radio 1190, we'll dive right into the MLB playoffs here. We're not going to really talk about the Rangers right now. We'll talk about them next week or d- when they hire the manager. We'll talk about how the season went and things along those lines. So we have two play-in games tomorrow, and the wildest thing is we still only in the NL. We have one team that's locked in. as, a, as That's all, all you know. The Braves won the AL East. They'll be the two seed. But the Rockies will travel to the Dodgers tomorrow, and they will play a one game for the division title. The Rockies have never won the NL West. Yeah, which is insane. Uh so they're trying to do both teams won today. The Rockies really blew it last night. They lost last night so that set this up. And then the uh Brewers and the Cubs will play for the NL Central and the winner of that game gets home field advantage in the in the playoffs. That's a big one. Uh, look, both of these games are huge. I think I would kind of lean to the NL Central one being No. The NL West one is bigger because then you have to travel to Milwaukee or Chicago, and then you have to travel to Atlanta. Or no, or... um,
0: what are, you, what are you doing here?
1: Hold on, okay. No, 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 no. I'm just looking at which one you have to travel longer for. Because I'm thinking Dodgers, Rockies in LA, you already have to travel to either Milwaukee or Chicago. Right. But Milwaukee or Chicago will be the one seed, so it's a quick short yeah. flight after right. the game. Yeah, yeah. So you're good either so way. So you're good either way. I was I was thinking they're going to have to travel to Atlanta again. But I it's fine. There'll be a quick bus ride or a f- quick half hour plane ride wherever they're going. Um what game do you think is is bigger, I guess? I would
0: say I think the the LA Colorado game yeah. is a little bit bigger. Both because a I think if I if I read it correctly, the loser of the NL Central game gets home field advantage in the wild card game. Yeah, they do. Right. Yeah. So, if Colorado wins, playing in that ballpark is huge. Playing at Colorado, uh, you know, if they if they win the division, is huge. It's going to be big for both both offensive teams. Obviously, we know the ball flies out of the park. Or if L.A. wins, having to travel back and forth from the West Coast to the Central Time Zone, that's also going to have some, some effect. Uh, so I would say the NL West is going to be bigger. Uh, I'm rooting personally for the Rockies to kind of get this done. They're, they're one of those teams that kind of gets forgotten about over and over again. It's wild to me that 162 games is not enough for these teams enough. to decide who's going to be the winner, who's going to be in the wild card, uh, and, and all that good stuff. I was just telling my dad about this last year, like, or
1: yesterday. I cannot, same thing with you, 162 games. And, and this, everybody
0: wants to cut the schedule to 140? I was just going to that. Or 152? Yeah,
1: something, but still. This is unreal, 152 games, or 162, and not just
0: one division is tied, Both. two are yeah, tied. Two. Yeah, un Unbelievable stuff. Um, and and two, you gave out the stat last uh, week about the Diamondbacks leading the division almost every single month going into this. So, you know what was it, May first, June first, July first, April first. Okay, yeah, April. April, May, June,
1: July, August,
0: and September. Every and they're not even in this month. conversation. They're not in the conversation. They They've got been... blown away. Yeah. And so baseball is far and away my favorite sport. And this this whole tiebreaker thing kind of takes me back to I think it was 2013 when the the Rays won the final game of the season to force a tiebreaker with yes. the Rangers and they had to play another one game playing game to make the playoffs and that was kind of the whole start of adding two wild card teams uh to this that, that was a great like three span three day span of baseball well they the Rangers Rays was the to get to the wild card game cuz they played the Indians right, right right oh no oh that wasn't the start of the of the one game cuz no. they used, they used to have the wild card division or the wild yeah, card series yeah i know no, no. Yeah.
1: the Rays Rangers the winner of that went to go play the Indians because the Rays beat the Indians that year.
0: I yeah, think yeah, that, thinking... no, 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 no. So the so they they if I remember correctly, they started the whole two game wild card single elimination game after that season, the one where the Red Sox blew it and all that. Right, Are you yeah, talking yeah. about that. No, no, I'm, st- I'm talking about the Rays and Rangers. No, 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 no. That right, was that. But that was, that was that was the 163rd game as well, for the second wild card spot. Oh, okay, okay, okay. To play the Indians, so they had the, they already had the two wild card spots before yes, that. Okay, they did. Right.
1: Um, I think the year before was when that that wild that wild the one sixty two where the yeah. Red Sox blew it and the Rays came back and the Orioles came back. Yeah, and all that. okay, okay, that's what it was. That, that okay, was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, but I'm pulling for both underdogs. Look, a Dodgers Cubs pl- wild card game, right? With Kershaw. I don't know if Kershaw's going, but Walker Bueller's pitching tomorrow, I think, for the Dodgers. Yeah. Those teams should be playing in the N- NLCS for sure. And I—I I don't know if I was talking to you or I was talking to someone else. The NL playoffs to me have been stagnant the last couple of years. It's been Dodgers, Nationals, Cubs, Cardinals. Throw the Mets in there. One like we've got the same, same. Yes, yeah, look, same, same thing in the AL. It's been Astros the last two years, Indians, Red Sox, or Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, but the Yankees were in it last year. They weren't in it a couple of years. before. Right, I'm yeah. saying we're kind of seeing the same, same team. team. Right. And look, these teams are really, really good. But give me a little variety sometime. And I want to see the Brewers uh, yell it should win MVP. The guy's been on a tear, 100 percent, uh, been on a total tear. Um, but, man, it would I just think if the Rockies got to host a series and the Brewers got to host a series, that would be phenomenal. Just give some other fan bases a chance to just a chance to host some playoff baseball.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough, though, if somehow the Brewers and Cubs end up playing in the playoffs, uh, you know, the division series or something like that, or excuse me, the the championship series. It's going to be tough for Brewers fans because we already know how Cubs fans travel to Milwaukee, and it's usually a home game for the yeah. Cubs when they're at Milwaukee. So yeah. that's one thing that's tough, but, uh, I mean, I'm ready for it. Like I said, give me more baseball. Give me all the baseball. Yeah, tomorrow, I was thinking about playing golf. We might have to... Change that up.
1: I have to go dual screen. Yeah, might have to go a little dual screen. All right, we'll touch on college football briefly after this break here on the short thing on Talk Radio 1190.
2: When you're the best at what you do, you just don't take a break. You keep working hard like a true Texan. You stay focused, you innovate, you grow, you get stronger, bigger, lighter, faster, and smarter than ever before. Then you show them how it's done. That's Ford, America's best-selling brand and the best-selling brand in Texas. Ford offers the quality, technology, and innovation to help you be your best. And with the most five-star crash-rated vehicles and the recognition of being the most trusted brand of SUVs, you and your family can relax on the road. And when it comes to trucks, there's nothing like F-Series, the best-selling line of trucks in America for 41 straight years, and the only ones with features like Pro Trailer Backup Assist and Pre-Collision Assist with Pedestrian Detection. Visit us online at texasford.com. Then see your Texas Ford dealer. Take a test drive and you'll find out why Ford is the best in Texas. Claim based on 2017 calendar year sales. Truck claim based on total trucks. U.S. only.
1: All right, back here on the short thing. Hey, uh... What did I say as we're back here on the short thing, Ryan, when we were watching the Browns game? Didn't I say we'd have a technical difficulty in me forgetting to turn on my mic? Yeah, i said we <laughs>
0: did. We literally did say that.
1: <laughs> we said I've been getting better, but I got my laptop up, and I just forgot that it was off and all the way down. Uh, also, I want to say uh, Jamie, Ryan's
0: wife, came to the uh, Browns Backers Club today. She and, she literally just texted me and said, what the heck happened to the Browns? I just saw the score. Well, you, Jamie, lots of... Ryan will fill you in when he gets home. <laughs> or hey, how about this? Listen to the show. Listen
1: to the show. Don't worry. That's coming up. Uh, but boy, when the Browns did their woof chant after her face, <laughs> I made a I made a concerted or a effort to look at her because I knew she was going to be shocked. She was looking at her phone. I looked up and had the WTF look at this on her face. It was hilarious. Uh, it was really funny. <laughs> And shout out to our server. Great service oh, today. It was. A plus. A plus stuff right there. All right, quickly before we get to college, we're going to touch on college for two minutes, then we'll go to the Cowboys game because we don't have that much time. There's only 20 minutes on the show. But what do you think about the AL playoffs going into? Uh...
0: It's going to be a dogfight. Uh, yeah. I think any team can make the World Series. Honestly, as a Yankee fan, I am so scared by the A's. First of all, I almost would have rather gone to Oakland. I know that's a long flight from New York to Oakland, but the just the dimensions of Yankee Ballpark really worries me. It really does worry me and the Yankees pitching isn't great right now. I don't know. I've, I don't know if they've released who they're going with whether it's Hap or uh, Tanaka. It's got to be Hap, doesn't it? Got Well, I don't know. He just pitched on, let's see. It's Sunday. He just pitched on like Thursday or Friday. That's the game's Wednesday. He'll be fine. Yeah, okay. He'll be good to go. Okay. So but either way, uh the Yankee dimensions, uh, like I said, just just worries me. Although the A's don't have a ton of pitching, I mean, you just gotta win one game. Um, so I almost would have rather gone to Oakland. Either way, that's gonna be a great matchup. Yankees A's. Um Indians are hot, man. Okay.
1: I don't know the Astros are hot. They've got the best record like the last month. Yeah. I will say, I think the most vulnerable team is the Red Sox. 100% And I know that is crazy to say as they just won the regular season and had the most wins in the regular season. Their bullpen has huge question marks. Uh, Sale, huge question mark. Porcello and Price have never won a playoff game. So whoever wins the – I totally agree with you. I was going to say, like last year – the Yankee Stadium dimensions, uh, like the Twins didn't really mash at, right. at least, but like the A's, what, they go on a streak of 22 games in a row yeah. of hitting home runs in visitors' ballpark? Yeah. Like, they hit home They are the truth, the three true outcomes. Home runs, strikeouts, and walks. Right. Like, that is what they do. So, um, I think it's going to be like a bullpen game really quick. Like, guy... Say a guy struggling first, second, they're going right they're to get the some end. Some so, some like, loose, yeah. Same thing like it was with Severino last year. Uh-huh. Um, but the Astros, I don't. Correa, has got this back thing. I don't know what the deal is there, but still, it seems like when uh, the big thing for them is look, they can miss anybody except Altuve. Like when Altuve goes out, they got nothing. I don't know
0: Bregman's been hot too, and Bregman
1: has. I he's no, but tear. Bregman's been carrying him. But I'm saying they were still losing games when Altuve was on. Ro- okay, now yeah, he's yeah. come back in and they won like 28. Uh, they went twenty eight and seven down since he's been back. Right. The only thing about the Indians, though, they're pitching. I mean, you just take their pitching,
0: and it's like equal to the Astros. I don't know. I, I would, I would take the. I think I would take the Indians pitching as a whole, as a staff, the starting staff, yeah. over the over the Astros. I mean, you got Kluber, Carrasco, uh, Clevenger, sure. and then Bauer and Shane
1: Bieber are going to like tandem start game three or four. Verlander, the Indians have are the only team in the league that has historically hit Verlander well because all of his time with the Tigers, so they're right. not afraid of him.
0: Keuchel, he's been a question mark this year. Yeah,
1: Cole, he's been solid. I think Cole's right. got a. I think if they're smart, they start Cole game two and let or game three, in or game two let Keuchel go in a little bigger ballpark in Cleveland. But I mean, that's going to be a dog fight. The thing for in, the Indians X factor is Jose Ramirez, who's been awful. The last month and a half of the season, he's batting like 170. He was in the MVP
0: conversation before that. He
1: was at like 36 home runs, and he's hit two home runs in the last five weeks of the season. Finished with 38. Still had a great year, but Donaldson. He has batting 300 with about three bombs, and he is raking. I think Donaldson, and then the bullpen's been fine. I am looking forward to it. Now, I don't think the Indians are going to beat the Astros. I just think the Astros, I'm just not preparing myself for them to win, so if they win, that'd be much better. But I think the Astros are going to win the series. I have no idea what's going to happen in the wildcard game. Yeah, me neither. Or I have no idea. I'm not even going to make a prediction on the other one. I'll say this. The winner of the wildcard game goes to the ALCS. I think they're going to beat the Red Sox. I think I would agree with that. The only thing about the Red Sox, so the last two years they haven't had home field in the, first, in the ALDS. Right. So they've got off to 0-2 starts on the road. So they've had to
0: try and salvage it at But see, home. The, the great thing is about both teams in the wildcard, it doesn't matter where they're playing. No, I know they're gonna hit bombs for
1: sure, for sure. But I'm just saying, hey, you could say home field can just help you out a little. I mean, maybe just a mentality, yeah, um, of that. But hey, the playoffs should be good. The NL are gonna be great because all those teams are pretty much the same. Uh, I would say the Cubs might be the best team, or. The, yeah. Cubs or Dodgers, I would say, are the favorites in that. But if they go in the wild card game, the one Braves of those is are going just out. so
0: young. There's That's you don't know what to expect that from them. They're, for sure, I mean, I they, they ran away with the. I East. thought they
1: would be what the Phillies were this year, contend for up until the middle of or the beginning of September and just fade. But hey, good for them, right? For sure. Um, all right, quickly on the college football front, Ohio State big come from behind win against Penn State. James Franklin. I don't know what – if go listen to his press conference. I have no idea what he's talking about of saying. He's like pretty much called out kids for not going to class, two or three kids for not going to class. And that's why they lost. His thing is we need to be a better – we need to be take our program from great to elite. And they're not an elite program yet because they lost. One, you're not an elite head coach. Could you call a read option on fourth and five? The best play working for them all night was the McSorley – Scramble. Yeah. Like have him drop back. They weren't having a spy on him and he would run for fifteen, twenty yards. But hey, they hand it off and Ohio State sniffs it out and they lose. Um and they're buying the eight ball. Ohio State Haskins, what a player. He got off to a slow start, but what a turnaround for them. But no, back to James Franklin. He's going like, Oh, we see, so he's saying we lost because people need to turn their phones up and means all this stuff. He was trying to make it he was trying to, as he said, I'm taking responsibility for this. I'm the head coach, but he was trying to blame it on other people. Yeah. Like, you you butchered a two point conversion situation earlier in the game when you got up seven or got up six, and you blew it at the end. Like, you have consistently blown calls, and that's why I think James Franklin is so overrated. Well, I he's think he's a he good tries motivator. To, he
0: tries, tries to do too much in the wrong situation and tries to get a little too cute. Uh, the The two point conversion call when I was watching it, I thought was a little questionable at first. Like my first thought was, "Why don't you go for two here?" I mean, they ended up going for two and getting on the next touchdown, so it, it was kind of a wash there. But the the fourth and five with the game on the line, you're going to run a read option. I don't get that. That is probably that's right up there with Pete Carroll passing on the. Someone one said it was worse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's probably yeah. they're probably oh, you terrible. know one and one a terrible. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was pretty bad there. Um, and that was your Ohio update for this week <laughs> I mean it was State the biggest of game Ohio. of the weekend yeah uh, yeah I would agree it was one uh, thing one thing I wanted to talk about was the Oklahoma uh big story coming out right for us Kyler Murray's not starting he's, well, he threw the first touchdown of the drive yeah
1: I don't so what did a guy play like four plays and then Murray just came in yeah okay because I was like this guy's throwing passes but um
0: I uh those, those college quote-unquote uh like suspensions or whatever you want to call it, like it's, oh, it's terrible. They're they're laugh out loud funny.
1: Yeah. All right. So A uh, and M squeaked by Arkansas. Hey, they still won. They're a work in progress. Yeah. As your wife alumni <laughs> said today. So that's don't get mad at me, Jamie. I'm just <laughs> quoting you. Uh, Texas OU this weekend. We'll talk about that on the preview show on Thursday. We don't have enough time to talk about that, but that should be a good one. Game day is going to be there. Who knows? You might see some signs from your boy out there. Do a little show promo. Haven't decided yet, but if we get a little rain, you might see me out there too. Oh, a, is it supposed to rain?
0: Well, I'm just saying we got a baseball tournament. Well, we
1: so. might do what we did in Cleveland was pray for the uh go out there, hey, let's take the fire hoses and ice the streets out so you got a <laughs> snow day. We might need the where's your tournament at? Uh
0: it's I think McKinney.
1: All right, well drenching the drenching the dirt. Is it dirt fields or are they <laughs> yeah, tur- yeah, yeah. No, they're dirt. <laughs> they right. Get those start <laughs> filling up those bucket of waters right now. <laughs> All right, we'll talk cowboys in there No here on Talk Radio 1190 Warren and Ryan here. We do have a pick 'em show on Thursday. Still listen to the picks, but don't bet. Don't start. <laughs> don't fade em, fade 'em. Fade big time. Look, I was hot in college the last 2 weeks. We had a I think I'm going to be on the swings of like go goose or get one right and then just rattle off like two weeks in a row again like four and one.
0: I think I might try to give out a pick for every game next week. <laughs> okay. Just to try to catch <laughs> we up. Might,
1: we might need to go a seven pack or an eight <laughs> pack next week a special eight pack to catch up.
0: I'm thinking 18 rack going.
1: <laughs> Alright. Well, hey, we might we might take the wraps off the cards and see and just go <laughs> hey, let's go for it. A one week special catch up. There you go. I like it. But listen to that on SoundCloud and iTunes. That's the short thing where we're going to do where we post all of our Old shows. All right, uh, I just saw on Twitter that people in Cleveland are posting the NFL league office number
0: of <laughs> officiating so they could call. <laughs> can that, the that was a total as a as a hundred percent unbiased party. Rob job. Well, Jarvis Landry already said it, but hey, we're
1: here to talk about the Cowboys as they won 26-24 against the Lions, and hey, they put up over 20 points. What did we say last week? We don't know how the Cowboys are going to have to win it. They're going to have to score more than 20 points to win a game, and they scored 26 and they won. Dak was slightly better. I mean, he did lead lead the uh, lead the game-winning touchdown drive. That pass to Zeke yeah. down the sideline was one that will – Well, I mean that was a great throw. There is no taking that throw away from him. But I thought they finally got Zeke
0: involved. They must have been listening to the show last week because we they must have been listening
1: to sports radio in Dallas in general.
0: They they've just pounded the rock with him uh, over and over and over again. Got the ball to him in open space uh, numerous times uh, out of the backfield passing. Finally had twenty five carries. What do we say? We need we need him to get that twenty five to thirty. Uh, carry mark and he also had four receptions so I mean he touched the ball yards touched the ball 29 times and wow shocker they scored 26 points finally sounds like the offensive coordinator got on the right page and and realized I mean Dak still threw the ball 27 times uh not terrible went 17 of 27 255 yards two touchdowns great but the offense starts and ends with Zeke
1: well yeah and that and one of their last touchdown or their uh one of their long drives, I think it was, maybe in the fourth quarter, they took off like eight minutes off the clock. I think it ended in a field goal. They took eight minutes off the clock, and that's how the offense has to do. They just have to take seven, eight minutes off the clock. The Lions' rush defense is bad, one of the worst in the league. They kept feeding Zeke, and he was making a. I mean, turning out six
0: six yards a rush. Uh, what was great f- what that Zeke did was he was doing back or going back to what we had seen the last two years, extending drives, giving the giving the ball on third down. And he would he had a nose for the first down marker. I mean he'd bust off six, eight, ten yard rushes on third down, even if they only needed you know one or two yards. If it was third and one, third and two, he'd still bust off these these. You know, uh, like I said, six, eight, ten yard rushes and keep extending drives. That's what helped them milk the clock the way they did, uh, and it was the perfect game plan. And they executed, like you said, the the pass rush for the Lions not great. Secondary is good with Darius Slay and Quandre Diggs, but uh, they just didn't did not have an answer for Zeke. And uh, I'll get to the secondary, the the for the
1: when Dak stopped throwing at Darius Slay, the offense started to move. Yeah, like he they were teammates at Mississippi State. He he just kept going at Slay and they Slay's really good and they just couldn't do anything. I still need to see more from the outside threats. Hearns, Gallup, five catches total for fifty five yards, Beasley, which was crazy
0: because it seemed like they were way more involved in the did. game.
1: It did, and look, Beasley had four catches for fifty three. That's solid. That's what you expect from him on a, on the slot. But right. your outside guys, Hearns, and Gallup, those were the only guys on the outside that caught passes today. Terrence Williams was inactive. Which to me was shocking. I thought he was going to be like the lead receiver. You got to think he's going to get cutter. They're trying to trade him. Right. He's played three snaps this year. Yeah, that's wild. That's insane. Wild. So, and I did Cowboys defense. Look, everyone's been pumping up. Oh, my God, we're third in defense. No, you're third in scoring defense. Mm. That's a difference between actual good defense. As I said the, on the Thursday show, in DVOA, which is an advanced, advanced stats defense, they were 14th. Uh, so, right in the middle of the pack. They still have way too many blown coverages. They yeah. blew one to Golden Tate earlier in the game. They lost Golden Tate so many times. And, look, that second touchdown was a great pass by Stafford, right, kind of right in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Great throw. But they, you got to be on him. You're playing soft zone sometimes. I, I thought they had too many blown coverages today.
0: Their soft zone just really killed them, both with Golden Tate and Kenny Galladay, where they had big catches, and then they got that yak, the yards after catch. And they just... Like I said, got lost in coverage and, uh, you know, get guys get guys in open space that once they catch the ball, maybe it's 12, you know, 10, 12 yards down the field, but then they run for another 10 or 12 yards. That really hurts. They were lucky lucky to pull off this win here and get in field goal position late to finish it off. But, I mean, they were still outscored 14 to 6 in the fourth quarter. You score 14 points, you usually outscore somebody like that in the fourth quarter. Eight times out of 10, you're probably going to win.
1: Yeah. And... This is the first time the Cowboys have played a good offensive team with receivers. Right, like the Giants are not good. They lost again today. The Panthers are fine, but they're more of a run it out, grind it out team, kind of like the Cowboys with decent receivers. Funchess is good, but they it's like hit and miss. Once Greg Olson
0: went out, they I mean it's like hit and miss with them on what they do
1: passing, and then they played.
0: Who did they play last week? They played the Giants last week. No, this week two. Then oh, they, week two. Um, then they had uh, who was it last week? Seahawks. Yes, the yes Seahawks. Yes, yes, they got Tyler Lockett. Right. Yeah, Tyler Lockett. So he so finally played
1: out. a team. Look, Tate, Galladay, and Marvin Jones only receiving core with all three of those guys have fifty yards in every single game so far, and the secondary got kind of worked. Anthony Brown is not good. They're going to need a liability. Byron Jones played fine, they, but the secondary you could say they. For most of most of the game, was doing an okay job, but when it got late, they were giving up some big plays, and there are some flaws there. But the defensive line was able to get enough pressure. Leighton Vander Esch is a really, really good player. I know I keep harp. I want to see that. I know I'm going to keep harping on this, but that guy at the draft I was sitting (laughs) next to literally punched his chair till his knuckles bled when they didn't draft a receiver. Like that guy,
0: if you didn't have him and Sean Lee's out. That, I, I was, don't think they win the game. See, I was There's gonna no I, I wanted to get to the whole Sean Lee being out too, because we've seen time and time again. I mean, you can count on it. Set your clock to it. Sean Lee's gonna miss a minimum four games each year. Three to oh, four for games. Sure. You know. And we've seen, like I said, over and over and over again, the Cowboys defense is totally different when he's not on the field. But now the fact they have Jalen Smith, uh Leighton Van Der Esch is a He's a game-changer for him, let's be honest. I mean, I think as a linebacker, he he changes the game for him. So maybe Sean Lee isn't as uh, – he doesn't mean as much to this defense as he once did, but you still want a guy like that on the field for you uh, yeah, yeah, as I, much as you can. Agreed. And Jalen Smith has been fine. He's still getting – his angles
1: are still off. Right. But, look, he's out there. He's active. He's not getting beat too bad. There are There are times when he's a liability, but – I think you could see improvements from last year. Like last year he was slow you you didn't think he was able to able to play. Like right. you, he was a, a full on liability. Now I don't think he's a full on liability. And Dak look, he did enough, right? Two and, touchdowns. And that's what you want from that's him. That's what you need. This was the carbon copy game from 2016 yep. when they went 13 and 3. Yep. But I don't think the Lions are very good. That's yeah. the thing. Right. You the schedule has shown that it's soft. The Panthers are fine. Uh, the, Seahawks. The Giants stink.
0: Seahawks squeaked one out against the Cardinals. They're today. not
1: very good, and the Lions aren't very good. Right. And next week you get the Texans, and I don't think the Texans are very good. The test will be against the Jaguars, who look to be f- good. Yeah. they they are, they. are We could say that they are good. And that is going to be the first real, like, play a good football team. That is going to be the test in two weeks. That game's at home, so they should... Win that one. I'm also amazed too how much better the offense. Look. I'm interested next week on the road. There has been they are so Jekyll and Hyde. When they go on the road, they don't even look like they're able to play, and that's usually different. They're usually right. way better on the road than they are at home. So I'm interested next week Sunday night in Houston. Houston has shown
0: that they have
1: a good record against the
0: Cowboys. I'm interested to see how they how the against s- Watson. Yes, but the. Uh, how the secondary does against DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller. Because, um, I mean, those are both really good wide receivers for the Texans. I mean, they're, they're, they're a duo. They don't really have a third a third wide receiver to throw in there. The Texans do. No. Um, Lamar Miller, he kind of laid an egg today. Uh, so, you know, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what they can do with Deshaun Watson once he gets out of the pocket. I think he's still still healing from that ACL. I don't think he's still 100%. He Watson? Just, oh, definitely
1: yeah. not. And that's why I don't – that happened – same with Wentz. Like, yeah.
0: Wentz, these guys,
1: you, we expect them
0: to be who they were last year. Adrian Peterson wrecked it for everybody.
1: And we're just throwing these guys out there with a torn ACL less than a year away, and we're, all right, be as good as you were last year. That's not going to happen. No. And that's why I didn't think the Texans were going to be that good this year. Like, I thought they were going to win six or seven games, but I didn't think they were going to be, like, Super Bowl. Like, right. there's a next year is when Watson will be back. Like, yeah. I don't, I just was so surprised that. People, that's not being talked about enough. And he's been terrible the first three games yeah. until today. And look, he did against a bad Colts team. But whoa, I just whoa, still, the Colts
0: are the Colts are very decent. I mean, oh, beat the Red, Sorry. Beat the Redskins. Sorry.
1: Your Redskins are 2 and 1. That's fine. <laughs> I just think, though, we're still like quickly, like 10 seconds yeah. or fifty, But we're still like. I think after the Jaguars game, we'll know if
0: the Cowboys, where they're at. Yeah, going into the bye week, if they're. Sitting right around a game above five hundred, I think that's best case scenario. I agree. All right. Well, that's our show. Really
1: quick one. Yeah. Uh today flew by. Uh thanks for listening to us. Listen to us on the sh- on SoundCloud and iTunes, where all of our old shows are at, where we do our pick'em show, and we will talk to you guys next Sunday night. Meet us. Dallas Fort Worth. Talk radio eleven.